global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update's brought to you by National Realty. 30% returns on cash and rented real estate. Find them at NRIA.net. Bank of England officials keeping their key interest rate at a record low and saying uncertainty stemming from Britain's referendum on its European Union membership may delay investment decisions and curb growth. Fewer Americans had forecast filing applications for unemployment benefits last week. Initial jobless claims climbed by 7,000 to 265,000 in the week ending March 12th. U.S. stock index futures are falling after a rally yesterday sparked by a dovish Federal Reserve as Caterpillar's profit warning reminded investors of sluggish corporate earnings growth and weakness in the global economy. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P E-mini futures down four and a half points. Dow E-mini futures down 35. NASDAQ E-mini futures down 15. The DAX in Germany is down 1.7 percent. Ten-year treasury at 5.30 seconds. The yield 1.89 percent. Yield on the two-year 0.85. NYMEX crude oil up 1.5% or 58 cents to 39.02 a barrel. COMEX gold up 3% or $36.50 to 12.66.30 an ounce. The euro, $1.1294. The yen, 111.72. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karabasco, thank you very much. It is 848 on Wall Street. The following is from Bloomberg View. Opinions and commentary from Bloomberg columnists. I'm Jonathan Bernstein, a columnist for Bloomberg View. Barack Obama's choice for the Supreme Court is a compromise twice over. Merrick Garland is a moderate, and he's 63 years old. Republicans will regard him as a radical liberal anyway. Keep in mind, however, that they also consider Chief Justice John Roberts a liberal traitor. Republicans could face a Hillary Clinton victory in November and a Democratic majority in the next Senate, giving the new president a chance to pick a younger and more liberal justice. They also correctly believe Donald Trump would be entirely unreliable on Supreme Court nominations. But Senate Republicans care more about their own electoral consequences in 2016. What do they fear most, the possibility of losing swing voters in November or the chance that a more diehard conservative will challenge them in their own Republican primaries? If Obama and the Democrats want a normal confirmation battle, they'll have to convince Republican senators that the unprecedented blockade has real costs in November. I'm Jonathan Bernstein. For more view, please go to BloombergView.com or view go on the Bloomberg terminal. This has been Bloomberg View. Bloomberg View commentaries can be heard hourly weekdays here on Bloomberg Radio. Chris Rupke can be heard for the next few minutes with me here on Bloomberg Radio. He's the chief financial economist at Bank of Tokyo Mitsubishi. We were talking about the Fed decision yesterday and the Fed uh, switch in focus to what's going on around the world. Uh, Would you say, Chris, given the Fed's forecasts, at least what they laid out in December and barely changed yesterday, that you could, if that were your sole criteria, justify a rate move uh either yesterday or within the next couple of meetings? Yeah, that was interesting when they tried to, at the press conference, they tried to nail her down on just, you know, why are you going just two rate hikes this year now instead of four back in December? And as you point out, she said one thing was the world economic outlook and the other thing was credit market spreads. But, it, you know, it wasn't really, it wasn't very satisfactory her explanation of why the change. I mean, if you look at the world economic growth outlook, uh, the IMF only lowered uh, GDP for the world in 2016 by by two-tenths. 
in January versus October last year, it went down from 3.6 to 3.4. I mean, that's, you know, the, the wheels aren't coming off the bus here. She said there could also even be, ironically, in the in the questioning, she said there could be an upgrade to world economic growth, given the stimulus from China and uh, the Bank of Japan. So well, well, my pick I, I'm up not on quite this. Sure. is really, really important. Yeah. There's a distinction between gloom and doom, and we're going down. And Chris, you have fought that mightily uh, throughout the crisis, and a stasis, Mike. Of what would you say, Mike McKee? Two percent run rate, one point eight percent run rate, two point two run rate. And, Chris, the policy decision that that run rate is unacceptable, is that where we are? Yeah, I well, I don't know. I mean, if you know, for the longest time the Fed said they needed to be assured, uh, in order to be assured that the labor market would improve, they wanted 3% GDP growth. Uh, now they've come down to, at least she's come down to saying now that 2% GDP is strong enough and uh, the economy is at full employment. I don't know. It's it's uh, their caution and the uncertainty and the risks they point to. Um, it, it's just, well, I don't know. I mean, it, it, when you look at the other central banks, certainly they all uh, talk to one another. I mean, but they also talk every to the- central bank, I guess every central bank, many of these countries that are still stimulating their economies, Japan and the UK, the unemployment rate has come down to very low levels. All those job losses from the global recession in 2009, they've evaporated, and yet they haven't normalized rates. So it's not just us. Japan okay. is still going, pushing their economy, and so is the UK. What's, what's the quality of inflation now, and does it impute into a higher wage growth? Well, that's the, we can't really answer that. I had a couple of stories on, on wages. I mean, the, the, the crazy thing is that wages are going, what, 2% now? They're only going to go 4% over, looking over the past 20, 25 years. I mean, is the public going to be satisfied with a 4% wage rate if we ever get there? I don't think so. It sounds to me as if the electorate's a little bit unhappy uh, uh, generally. But uh, I think you can say from this point forward, all economics can tell you is that once the unemployment rate dips down below 5%, that wages should pick up. Oh, and you have to wait for it. You know, it could be 18 months, two years from now. But this is the period over the next two years we should be looking for for more wages. Well, Janet Yellen seemed yesterday to dismiss the idea that the inflation we've seen, in, at least in the CPI yesterday uh, and, and for the previous two months, it means anything. I was shocked at that. <laughs> right. I mean, they say they're data dependent. If you're not, it's one thing to ignore CPI inflation because if, if they want to be lawyers, they technically look at PCE inflation. Then you get the core PCE inflation going to 1.7 <laughs> and she's not sure it's going to stick there. See, this like, is great. This whoa, is, how this dismal is, can you be? Mike, this is like Dr. Phil, except it's Dr. Mike. Therapy for Chris Rupke. Yeah, Chris is so we'll upset. Get, I'll send him. I want to. I want to talk it out. I need a comforting <laughs> voice. <laughs> I don't understand. I've lost touch with what this. May I officially doing state that the intraday chart of the two-year yield, folks, has gone round trip? For those of you who have pulled over to the size of the side of the road, worldwide and nationwide, Mike, please explain why the two-year yield has gone round trip. We've gone. Nine basis points, lower yield, and spiked up higher yield. I don't want to go all 
Chris Rupke on you, but I really don't know. <laughs> I, don't I think, didn't say I didn't know. <laughs> I, well, clearly they're making bets on uh, on where the Fed uh, fund rate is, uh, or whatever they're using these days, is going to end up. But uh, yeah. high-frequency trading, that's what we should blame it on. Well, there's a lot of that going around as well. Did the did, did the markets tell you anything about what's going on, or, or, or is everything broken there? So that's not a good clue either. Yeah, I, I really do think, uh, again, not to uh, beat a dead horse on this. Yeah, I think the markets are very dysfunctional here, and it's it's basically due to all this enormous corporate bond issuance we see. You know, part of it, you know, we used to think, you know, get rates down so companies will borrow more and do more CapEx. Now they're just doing uh, these bond issues to buy back shares due to these equity buybacks. So, uh, yeah, the, I think the market's a little bit dysfunctional here. But you're right. The yield curve's flattening. Why would the yield curve be flattening here unless they're looking for Fed tightening? No, Chris uh, Rupke, it, we have to leave it there. Thank you so much. Okay. The Bank of Tokyo, Mitsubishi, just brilliant, uh, is we provide therapy to all uh, this morning. Uh, we need to do a shout-out. Uh, my greeting uh, good teams from HSBC and Scotiabank this morning as they come to visit Bloomberg and visit Bloomberg um, Surveillance. Particularly shout out to HSBC. Steve Major was just brilliant yes, this he morning. Yes, he was very good. Providing forward nuance on a structural, almost a Gary Schilling-like call for low rates, which was a bombshell 18 months ago, 12 months ago maybe, and now really providing some new nuance to it as central bankers adapt and adjust. Uh, great to see HSBC and and from Toronto, Scotia uh, Banking as well. They they gave us some brilliant work about a month Steve ago. Steve Ratner and I were uh, ta- talking about uh, Canada. Of course, we've got the uh, interview with Justin Trudeau coming up in yes. just a few moments here on uh, Bloomberg Radio. But uh, given what Caroline Hyde was saying about how worried people are in England about uh, Brexit. Yeah, that was vote, great. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, how worried people are in the United States about uh, Trump presidency, Toronto could get very crowded if all the people who are threatening to move to Canada over yeah. one thing or another do so. <clears throat> it could be hard to find a place to live. We say good morning to Dennis Gartman, unsure which golf course he's on this morning. Dennis Gartman making news three or four weeks ago here on surveillance. Gartman announcing he would not move to Canada. That was important news. I have a surprise for Dennis. There's a snowstorm coming this weekend on the East Coast. So really best go south. I did not know that. Yeah, very really? few people do. Tracy Alloway just, uh, you know, cluing me. I saw this last night and she's all over it. She's our our weather geek around here, too. So Very good. Well, if it's important, Sunday into Monday, if it's important, we Boston will, of course, in, get in trouble. Well, we'll get coverage yes, no. for Bloomberg 1200 Boston. Rob Carolyn giving us weather uh, perspective. Perhaps we'll see that Friday and on into Monday. Right now, Justin Trudeau next. Bloomberg surveillance.